Welcome to the Easy Point Podcast. Today, we have untravel writer Brendan Dorsey. I met him while working next to him at the Point Sky, and he's been writing for them for over a year now. We're both adventurous travelers who value how miles and points have allowed us to go on a ton of international trips we otherwise wouldn't have been able to take. Today, we focus on Brendan's redemptions, trips, and where he sees the industry going. Hey, Brendan, how you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming out here. It's good to be here in the Bay Area. Yeah. Beautiful weather. So where, where are you coming from? Uh, New York City. Yeah. And uh, to our audience that doesn't know you as well as I do, what, are, what do you do there? Uh, so I am an assistant editor for thepointsguy.com, very famous travel blog. Uh, I've been there for a little over a year now, writing points and miles content, travel content. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how we actually originally met. That is. Yeah. So how did, how did you get into kind of points and miles and, and travel in general? So I got into it. Um, I was working at a company in New York City, a technology company, and we actually rented out um, some space in our office to a, a mileage broker. And he um, and some of my coworkers started talking to me about points and miles and you know how you can travel for free and make money and do all these really amazing things for very little work. Uh, so I was obviously intrigued, had the mileage broker sign me up for some cards and after that, you know, I kind of just started doing it on my own, started signing up for cards, reading about it a lot online, reading the points guy, one mile at a time, all these different travel blogs, Reddit churning, um, signing up for cards on my own. And at, at that point, you know, in my professional career, I was kind of getting into journalism and wanting to make that jump. So, uh, worked for time magazine for a couple of months that ended, and then randomly after that happened, I saw that the points guy was hiring and was got an internship there. You know, it, it was kind of crazy how it happened. I applied. They basically offered me the job the, the same day, um, <laughs> which was really fun. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I got lucky. <laughs> I think they were just desperate for an intern. They just needed to hire somebody quick. Um, yeah. And yeah, ever since then, I've been doing it full time, reading and writing about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many credit cards are in your wallet? Let's see. In my wallet right now, I usually only carry the ones that I'm trying to meet a minimum spend on. Okay, good, good, good answer. How, how many are in your in your portfolio? In my portfolio, let's see. I probably have about twelve active cards right now. Mm-hmm. As I was telling you before, I was under five twenty four recently. Was waiting to to get to that point where I could apply for all the Chase cards, and so that happened earlier this year. Um, and ever since then, I've been hitting a lot. So I've probably gotten 12 in the last, maybe even more, 13 or 14 in the last 10 months. Nice. Yeah. And are, are you doing a kind of standard 90-day apparama? Or? Yeah, I, I usually try and space them out. So I start out with the Sapphire Reserve. That was like the big one in the beginning did, of the year. Did that hit you? Did that put you at five? That was, no, that was the first. That I, At that point, I was under... I think I was at 424. Okay. I, that put me up to 524. And I waited a couple more months, and then I was down basically at 124. Oh. Because I had a whole bunch of cards I had applied for a couple of years ago that were you know, in an apparama, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was waiting to have them fall off my credit report. So, yeah, I would say yeah, about every 90 days. I'm not very strict about it all okay. the time. I've been pretty lucky with, yeah. you know, I've never been denied for a credit card. Knock, oh. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, that, I I was I was three for five in my recent Aparama really? last week. Nice. I yeah, it's it's been about nine months since I've 
done a, a perfect aparama all all three for five is pretty good though yeah i but i've i've been pushing it you know like i've i've yeah. gotten i've gotten a lot of low-hanging fruit for me now it's like a lot of business cards and, yeah 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 i mean i've never done more than three cards in one day okay so yeah yeah maybe i'm, I'm not as crazy as you <laughs> <laughs> well some some of these people in uh some of these private whatsapp groups i'm in they'll kind of do these like you know live reporting on their aparamas and it's like you know six seven eight cards like in one day oh yeah that's wild Pretty standard wow I've, I've, i i i do six a good amount but i, I don't like to go over six mm. at that point how much does that affect your credit score is it still only one hard pull usually when you're doing all in one day it or? depends so there's yeah. you know depending on which banks and which like uh, bureaus they're pulling from yeah so usually the way that i like to do it is like most of it will be from Experian, the cards that i want mm. because that's where chase and amex pull in new york which is where my address is mm. so Usually I try to click them at the same exact time, then it's, then do my transunion, then yeah, you know you I know do how, that you too. Know, you know yeah, how it is. yeah, <laughs> click in quick succession. Yeah, and I always wonder how much of that like actually makes a difference. Like in I've, terms I've of, been reading now that it doesn't as much. Yeah, that's anymore. what I've been reading too. <laughs> yeah, I think a couple of years ago when their systems were slower, it it would be okay. You it, you would have more success if you clicked really fast. Yeah, because they didn't have you know instant checks, but now I think. The systems are so up to date and yeah. so quick that what I what I do is I put them in different incognito windows in different browsers. Same so like thing. so I'll have like the private browsing of Safari, of Firefox, of Chrome, <laughs> and I have like two applications in each. Yeah. And then I go like like Google, Google, Firefox, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, do, <laughs> I basically do the same thing. Yeah. 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 So with with these cards that you've gotten, what have been some of your favorite redemptions that you've done? I haven't honestly done too many big redemptions recently. Saving up? I'm saving up. Yeah, maybe a, a big honeymoon trip or something. Or, uh, you know, at some point I want to just take some time off and, and travel. And, you know, maybe for six months or a year and just use my stock of points and not nice. actually have to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, but the most recent big one I did was uh, use 70,000 American Airline miles to fly from New York to Beirut. Uh, on Royal Jordanian, and then I flew back Bus in business class. In business, yeah. Oh, that's a nice product, it right? Was really nice. Yeah, I actually did a review for the Points Guy. You can go check it out. Um, oh, cool. We'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was actually my first international business class experience, so it was really fun and exciting, and I I can really understand why everybody's so obsessed with business class now. I mean, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, especially like so. You, how long was your total trip in the Middle East like? How long was I there for? Yeah. I was there for, I think, eight or nine days. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you're only there for eight or nine days, like, coming off the plane, like, that gives you, like, at least another, like, kind of two days of just, like, you know, good good energy and, totally. like, not being jet lagged. and 100%. Yeah. I felt great when I got off. It was the first time I ever felt like that after, you know, an 11 or 12 hour flight. And yeah. then... So that, that that was actually my third, uh, that was my third business class flight. Nice. Uh, the Royal Jordanian... Yeah, really, really nice. You also you got to use the flagship lounge. I did. That yeah. was the best part. That was their food is really. You've good. You've been to that one in New York. Well, yeah, so I've, I've I've flown their business class now just once. I I hope to primarily be them. I'm based in Amman now. Yeah. Uh, so I I hope to primarily use their business class <laughs> yeah, when I'm yeah. going back and forth. Yeah. But we'll see. My my next flight is actually on Christmas. Oh really? Uh, in business <laughs> class, yeah. So I, I was looking to to fly back to Amman kind of around that time, mm -hmm. and there's you know. The only availability between like the 19th and the 28th was on Christmas. Christmas. So 
But that works for you. It works for me. Yeah. I don't don't, don't celebrate Christmas. (laughs) We'll probably be, we'll be very busy, I imagine. The airport? No, it won't. And that's what I loved actually about my flight. I was probably one out of five or six people in business class. Yeah. Um, So it was, you know, almost like having half the cabin to yourself. So you'll probably have a similar experience, which I think made the service a lot better. Oh yeah. The, the one time I took it, it was like, I think five of us. Yeah, uh, and then I, I was asking around, and I, I get the sense that they rarely actually fill it. I, I have uh, a feeling because they have a ton of availability. Always, uh, I see so much saver availability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So seventy thousand American Airlines is definitely a solid, yeah. solid way to do it. Uh, if you're ever trying to go round trip there, yeah, uh, you can do one hundred twenty thousand Amex points, or yeah. I, or I mean any Chase points, whatever. Yeah, uh, Cathay Pacific, they do. It's one hundred twenty thousand for round trip in business. Nice. Uh, and last time I checked, did mine. The taxes and fees were like two hundred eighty. Mm. Yeah, I think I only paid. Well, so I, I redeemed seventy thousand one way in biz there, and then I actually did forty thousand for economy on the way back. I did a, a review for the points guy for that too. Nice. Um, hasn't been published yet, but it'll be up on the website at some point. But yeah, I think round trip the taxes for for both those flights were only eighty bucks. Yeah, so which was nice. Yeah, the the American Airlines definitely has much better fees than yeah. Cathay for all that stuff. And had I had Amex points, I might have gone through Cathay, but I'm I have zero Amex points, sadly. Got it. Yeah. Um, How was the? So you also then got their short haul business from yes. Amman to Beirut. Yeah. How was that? A three twenty, I think, was the plane they fly. Okay. Um, it was okay. I mean, it was like a domestic business class or oh i've seen product. it actually because i i flew yeah. them once from amana tel aviv i wasn't mm-hmm. in business but i saw the it's like it's like a one two right um, the one i was on was a two two. Oh, you're right yeah yeah two yeah. two okay um, yeah but they, i remember they looked it looked like a little bit better than what you'd see in like the like, seats were nice like yeah. they were like leather like nice leather i wouldn't say they were any bigger or like okay. fancier but like yeah it was like a, a high quality you know leather seats but cool okay yeah yeah yeah, it was nice. It was funny. I thought it was interesting, though, because uh, we flew from Amman to Beirut, but they don't fly over... I don't know if it's they don't fly over Israel or they don't fly over... They definitely don't fly over Israel. Um, and then they... Or they Probably not Syria, Syria, too. too. Yeah. So we flew down through Jordan, through... Uh, what is that? The Red Sea there. Yeah. Um, Egypt. Up over Egypt. Over and the then Mediterranean. Over the Mediterranean yeah. into Beirut. So, so how long did that flight take? It was, I think... Two hours and fifteen minutes or something. Whereas normally it should be like a 30, 40 minute. It's flight. like a forty five minute flight because we actually on that trip we flew Middle Eastern Airlines, which is like the uh, Lebanese yeah. national airline from Beirut to to Amman, uh-huh. and that was yeah. It, they flew over Syria. It was like forty five minute flight. Okay, so yeah, yeah. That's also an interesting airline. Definitely check that out if you're ever in the Middle East. What what's interesting about that airline? They, they they have I think the biggest business class I've ever seen on a uh, smaller like narrow body airplane. Do you I know what, you know what jet they were flying? I think it was an A three nineteen or A three twenty. Okay, you know nothing huge, but they probably had. I think Royal Jordanian might have had you know two four six maybe you know. Royal is is sixteen in their is it 16? on their on their seven eighty seven on the I'm talking about on the narrow body oh on, on the, the smaller body. in. So maybe they had like 12 okay. season business, but I think they had like 24 on Middle Eastern Airlines. I mean, it was almost close to half the cabin, it felt like. Wow. Yeah. So, and it was only like halfway full when we were on it. I, I'm not sure the reasoning for that. Yeah. Why they have such a big business class cabin. It seems like not an airline with probably the greatest yields for no, business class. Yeah. I don't think so. So, 
But a lot of things over there are probably mismanaged in, <laughs> in that sense. I think they're supported by the government. Of course. Yeah. yeah. How was, how was the, well, I know a little bit about the Mon, yeah. Mon airport, but for the, for the audience, what was your, your thoughts on the airport? I, in I thought it was great. It's really beautiful. The lounge is nice there. The Royal Jordanian lounge. It's huge. It's a priority pass too. It is priority pass. So that's a huge thing. It's one of the best priority passes in, in the world, I think. Absolutely. Again, I haven't, I haven't been to all of them, but yeah. it, it's been the best Best la- priority pass I've for sure. Here. They have yeah. showers there. Um, Wait, they have showers in the lounge? Yeah. Oh, I've showers. never, I've never needed to, but I... they're not the best showers I've okay. ever seen. <laughs> but they are. They're they have one or two like shower stalls that like you get nice. your own like little private bathroom. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I what I love there is they have these like little kind of like office suite things that like I think they probably like twelve of them, and you could just like kind of chill or do some work there and like with have the a TV in it. Yeah, yeah. They have and felt... some like really cool chairs. Like yeah, yeah. It was it was very like. Fancy, I guess. I don't know. It was and it was modern too, which was nice. It definitely seemed like newer um, than a lot of lounges, I've, or at least priority pass lounges I've been to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and did you get that? Well, I guess you you got it naturally through your ticket, but you could yes. also have gotten it through. So I pass, I yeah. got it through the business class ticket when I was flying to the Middle East, but on the way back home, I used my priority pass because I was flying economy back. Cool. Yeah, and in terms of the redemption, so I know it's seventy thousand from New York to Amman. Yeah, is it also seventy thousand from New York to Beirut? Yes, nice. It is. Okay, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so that's actually, I mean, yeah, when you get that extra segment, that seventy thousand goes a pretty long way. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah, it was forty thousand. We flew back from Beirut, or I did Beirut through Amman, back to. Uh, so New York. It, so do you fly RJ from Beirut to Amman, or do you fly yeah. Middle Eastern as a partner? So we, you can do both. They are partners. I don't think. Middle Eastern Airlines in one world. I think they're I Sky, I think they're yeah. Sky Team. Yeah. But we we kind of planned our trip in a, a stupid way. Um, we were planning on just going to Lebanon at first, but we decided we wanted to go to Jordan. Yeah. So we flew from Beirut to Amman for a couple of days and back to Beirut. And then the next exactly. day I left to go back home. So then I flew to back to Amman again on a okay. Royal Jordanian at that point. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. But they do partner, so you can sometimes buy like a Royal Jordanian flight, but it'll be operated by yeah. Middle Eastern Airlines. Yeah, I think the strategy you did there, I mean, obviously some people, you know, they're when they're taking these trips, long trips, they're like business or, or not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, people our age, you know, a little more adventurous who don't need the business class. Yeah. Like, I think for me, like the difference it makes in terms of like on an overnight versus not, it's huge. Yeah. Where like, I don't really care about like the food and the perks and like maybe yeah. a bigger TV. I just care about being able to like sleep well. Totally agree. So like if I'm taking a daytime flight, it's actually kind of better to like in in any ways. Well, business class is definitely better, yeah. but depending on like how you're trying to your jet lag strategy, it can almost be better not to um, fly back in business because then you kind of stay up. At yeah. least you know when, when I travel back from the least to New York, it's usually like you know a 10 a.m. 11 a.m. type flight. Yeah, stay up the entire time, get in at four. Yep. You know, for me, I just try to stay awake through dinner with the family and yeah. then just pass out generally. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what, <laughs> what my strategy was too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for me, yeah, I'd rather like use, save my miles for another business class like on the way there to get that overnight. Yeah. You know, to be able to sleep because on a, a daytime flight, even though it's long and I, yeah, if I could choose business, I would, but I'd rather. Not, yeah, not miles. worth 30,000. Yeah, extra. Yeah. Me, in that scenario. And, and. Were those miles that? How did you earn the the American Airlines miles? Um, your city, so city cards yeah, or? one one of them was through the city cards, uh, the just the regular with the um, platinum select. I got 
What, what bonus you got on that? 60,000. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had just had those sitting there for a while. That's, I was just like, I need to burn these American miles. Cause yeah. as many people know, they're kind of getting devalued. It seems like every couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but Royal Jordan is definitely still a sweet spot, I would say. Oh yeah. Um, and with the amount of availability, it's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I also got 50,000 miles from this promo where you could sign up for a bank account through city like a year or two ago, it was, um, oh man. Wait, one bank account, 50,000 miles? Yes, 50,000 miles. Holy shit. It was really, uh. The best bank account bonus I ever got was 500 bucks. And yeah. I was like. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was super easy to get it. Um, well, the, the requirements to get the bonus were easy. I think it was just, you know, make 10 debit card purchases. Or maybe it was, you have to spend $1,000 on a debit card. But that's pretty simple because you can just go and yeah, buy so, a money so, order. So, so basically, a thousand dollar minimum spend. <laughs> yeah. For fifty thousand. Yeah, miles. and then I think you had to get you know make one bill payment from there. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> similar to the PNC. Yeah, yeah, very similar. But they had a lot of people apply for it. I guess it ended up being like a targeted thing, but everybody thought it was public. So like I had applied for it. I guess I wasn't targeted, so they didn't give me my miles for a long time. Uh, and this happened to thousands of people. So I like filed a complaint with the Consumer Financial Protection Board, CFPB. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, showed all the documents that it said, here, you're going to get 50,000 miles after you do this. Um, and the city wasn't giving it to me. And eventually I got got the miles Hell after yeah, I did. submitted a complaint, yeah. <laughs> um, as, a, as a lot of other people did. So if you're ever in a, a situation like that, I definitely recommend, you know, submitting a complaint because it works. Yeah, yeah. That being said, uh, depending on like your long term relationship with the bank, you yeah. might want to be a, not a little bit gun shy. Yeah. With City, I would not be gun shy. So I, I get you know approved the vast majority of the time. More recently, a little bit less so. Been kind of yeah. aggressive with stuff. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, re- but you got but you've got approved re- some recon calls recently. But, but they've worked. At they've least. worked. Yes. Yeah. So in my recent Aparama, I was I was three for five, and one of my two that I did not get was the City new sixty thousand bonus. I've already done two recon calls. I'm going to do another one, do a letter to the president. Not optimistic. But City yeah. has never given me a card. Really? Yeah. Wow. I wonder uh, why. Because mo- most people, they just look at the last 90 days. But mm. whatever I get, whenever I've recon with City, they're always looking at like the last year. Mm. And it's like, come on. Like, that's... like who, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's got 50 cards in the last year. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like I, you got 17, it says you have 17 cards and new accounts in the last year. And I'm like traveling a lot yeah <laughs> that works for like five cards like <laughs> it does work for some people i actually had the same last week i applied for the new the jet blue um i'm not sure what it's called is that barclays it's barclay card yeah but they have a sixty thousand yeah, yeah. Point sign up bonus yeah after only a thousand dollar minimum spend yeah um so i signed up for that and i had to do recon went to mm-hmm. in, called them up and i was like yeah i'm a travel writer like i've signed you know but they're like you had 10, 15 new accounts in the last year. Yeah. They're like, why do you need so many cards? Why do you need this card? <laughs> what I always, the, the, what I always use that I find is effective for like an airline card yeah. is like, you know, I just signed a client in this like new market and like JetBlue is like the, I, the I airline. I said the yeah. same thing. I said, <laughs> I said, I'm going to be flying JetBlue over the lot, a lot over the next couple of months for the places I have to go. You know, I'm a travel writer. I travel all the time. And the reason why I got all these other cards is because you know, I'm maybe flying United some of the time and I want the free check bags or I, you know, whatever the reason is. I want to take your bonuses. Basically, and then, yeah. And, and then leave. Really, it's, it's, <laughs> it's what, what ju- I really want to do. Basically just that. Um, but yeah, it, it worked. She approved me. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, so of, of my three for five city is still, there's like a small chance. Mm-hmm. Then the other one I got declined for was my first Chase business card that I went for, the Marriott. Mm-hmm. 
Marriott Biz, which was an 80,000 bonus. I know they've had 100,000, but 80 is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I just started a new, you know, this podcast, Easy Point. So it's, I have a new legal entity now. So, you know, some say I started this business, you know, to help out people with miles and points. <laughs> Maybe I got it just to be able to get 10 more credit cards a little more easily. I don't blame who, you. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got, I got two other business cards. I got the SPG business finally. Nice. Which I'm excited about. Solid card. Yeah, very yeah. solid. A lot of a lot of manufactured spending opportunities yes. there. Uh, well, how but, much was the bonus on that one? Uh, you know, 25,000. Mm-hmm. I didn't pull the trigger during 35 just mm-hmm. because I was traveling a lot and didn't really have a, an easy way to manufactured spend. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now now I do, as you know. Nice. Uh, so what are some of the things uh, you'd like to write about, you know, whether for work or not? For me, like, what I always find fun is how can I get the most points possible in the easiest way? I'm kind of a points hoarder. Um, I haven't redeemed a lot of my points, which is probably not a good thing all the time because they get devalued a lot. But yeah. um, I'm, I will at some point, for sure. Or, you know, I also end up finding, like, really cheap deals, cash deals. That exactly. I'll buy, like, a cheap ticket to, like, I went to Myanmar recently, and it was just a couple hundred bucks. Round trip? Yeah. Through Qatar. Through Scots? Uh, it wasn't, no, Qatar was just having this big sale. Basically to like random destinations that I don't think anybody really goes to. Just to like increase yield, yeah. Yeah, they just like, just to get people on the plane. Did you did you take advantage of their uh, their stay one night thing? No, we didn't. Um, when we were going through, we were only had a couple hour layover. When we were coming back... Well, if you if you look around your yeah. flight through Doha, mm-hmm. you can add, like, even if it has a two hour layover, then you just like... You can add like an extra night, and they put you up at like a nice hotel for free, even in, even in economy. Even in well, yeah, no, we were looking into doing that, yeah. but um, I, so you're saying you can make the layover longer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, that. so it's like you you can book you can book this trip, and then after the fact, you like, I don't I don't know the exact details, gotcha. but I remember reading a couple of blog posts about how, how the process works. Yeah. And if you're in economy, it's like you get to stay at like a four star really nice hotel. Yeah. And then if you're in business, you get to stay at like a ridiculous hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Well, we were trying to do it on the way back because I think we had like a 12 hour layover. It was during the day, but we were dumb and waited till the last minute. And I think you have to do it like a week in advance or something. I think you do. Yeah. So word of advice to anybody who's trying to use that, definitely do that in advance. But it seemed very easy, the process. You just tell them that you want a hotel and they'll hook it up. Yeah. So did you uh, did you exit the airport during that? We trip? did. Yeah. We ended up getting a hotel. Hotels in Doha are actually incredibly cheap, surprisingly. Um, it's super nice, right? Yeah. We stayed at like a Best Western, but I think we paid, you know, like 60 bucks for a big room. I wouldn't say ours was a really nice hotel, but for 60 bucks, like an actual like Western hotel, I thought that was a great deal. Yeah. Um, we were just, you know crashing during the day getting some sleep before our flight but yeah everything we were looking at like five-star hotels are like 100 bucks a night like yeah 150 really nice do you know what the points redemptions are like in, in qatar i'm not sure we, we didn't look because we literally did it the day before and yeah it was just it was the cash rates were so cheap so of course yeah 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 um yeah because i i just know from looking into redemptions in like egypt and in jordan like IHG and Hilton points go like a really long yes. way. Also in Oman. Yeah. So like a lot of these really nice hotels, like kind of like the nicest Hiltons or the nicest IHG, which aren't like the nicest hotels in the country, but yeah. like really fucking luxurious. Like yeah. great enough for me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, and a lot of times like the, the nightly rate at these nice hotels will be between like 125 and 200 a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it will be like five to 10,000 points a night. For like, like Hilton points. Yeah. Which is, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think, and I, I mean, IHG are obviously worth more, but like, you know, I guess Hilton's a bigger sweet spot, but still, like, getting getting like one and a half 
like minimum on IHG is pretty solid. Very good. I remember when I was planning my trip to Jordan, I think you recommended a hotel in, in Jordan that was like a crazy good redemption. Like yeah. So I remember, it was, and I saw, yeah, that it was, they were great redemptions. So the, I, I have like, I have amassed and hoarded and haven't spent any of my Hilton points or yeah. IHG. I have close to 200,000 Hilton points now. Wow. I just got the surpass, 100, 100K bonus. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically saving it for just to have like these weekend trips when I'm living in Amman mm-hmm. where I can go to the Hilton, which I think is the what most people say is the nicest Dead Sea resort mm-hmm. and pretty reliably get it for 10,000 points a night. That's great. So like, That's really good. You know, I, I'm thinking for these points, like I like to think about cents per point as much as possible to like stay grounded and not delude myself into like, you know, whenever I do something like a business class, like really think I'm getting three and a half cents per point because you also have to balance, you know, that with like what you would actually pay for. Yeah. And like, I would never pay cash for business, at least not anytime soon with my yeah. current financial situation. <laughs> so like, you're not really getting that many cents per point. You're kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so with, with Hilton, uh, I, I'm thinking of it more as like, I have like 20 nights where I can just like go to the Dead Sea for free. Veg out and, Dead sea. and I have between, I forget, maybe it's, I have a good SPG status. I think I have gold. I used to have the platinum. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't cancel it. I also have a lot of other cards. Like Mm -hmm. somehow I still have SPG gold. Nice. Uh, Oh, sorry. Hilton gold, not SPG gold. Gotcha. Uh, I might have SPG gold too. I'm not really sure. If you had, you had the Amex platinum. Yeah. I think that gives you automatic status with them. Yeah. And maybe it lasts for a year. Even if you cancel the card. That's what it is. So I I have SPG gold, but I also have Hilton gold Mm -hmm. either through, I think also through the Amex platinum, but I also have the Hilton surpass Mm -hmm. and yeah, so not only could I get a free night there, but realistically, like, I'm going to get upgraded to a suite most of the time because yes. I have this status, even though I've never stayed in it. Well, maybe I've stayed at Hilton once with my family years ago. Yeah. I've never paid for a stay at the Hilton. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I love about this stuff is, like, yeah. just sign up for the right credit card and stay at the right place can, like, be an amazing experience for literally nothing, no money at all. Yeah. You know? Like, it's... It's definitely, like, within our world, it's like we're talking about these cents per points or whatever, but yeah. sometimes you have to take a step back and be like, you know, I, you're my age, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, we're, we're 24 and we're, like, flying business class and staying in these hotels yeah. for nothing. Like, it's it's crazy. I can't complain <laughs> if I'm not getting the best rate, redemption rate, you know, yeah. at possible. It's it's still really good. So yeah. how do you think about kind of cents per point and stuff, you know, like... In, it, in it, what sense? What do you mean? So, you know, on, like, the points guy, for yes. example, like... There, uh, you guys, and you know when I was writing a little yeah. bit, uh, would always make sure to like know the sense for points you're getting on a yep. different redemption. But you know what I find for myself personally is that that could be a little misleading, mm-hmm. just because like always going for the highest sense per point can kind of make you feel like you're getting the best value. But it's more I think you have to come to like this redemption with like what would I actually pay for it in terms of cash mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. think about it a little do you think about it that way or yeah um I mean the way I think about it, like when I'm redeeming points is I don't worry about it too much like sometimes I'm like oh yeah I want to get the best redemption possible but for me it's like I want to go to this country maybe like I'm not going to get four cents per point for something and maybe I'm only going to get three. Like I'm going to stay where I want to stay. I don't know if I like, if I'm as, as logical about it as you might be like trying to like compare the cash rates and stuff. Like I, yeah. I definitely look, look at it, but, yeah. um, it's more so like based on my travel habits and what I want to do. Of course. Yeah. And, and ultimately that, that main principle we, we have in common where it's like, yeah, I'm thinking about like comparing it to cash rates and what yeah. I would really get for it. But yeah. ultimately like, you know, this is like a separate currency that is not exactly like, cash yeah. and 
you know, it, it allows you to do things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. And like, that's okay sometimes. Yeah. Uh, for, I think for me, it's like, I have enough points where I don't have to be as worried about getting the best redemption possible. Yeah. You know, I have so much saved up. So when I use it, it doesn't hurt as much if they're, if it's not the best redemption. Yeah. It's still a free business class fight or a free hotel. Yeah. You know, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any redemptions on the horizon? You know, I, I've been traveling a hell of a lot the last year. I've been to like nine countries, I think the last year. So I've kind of, after I came back from me and Mar a month ago, um, I've kind of slowed down and taken it easy. I haven't really thought about where I want to go next. Yeah. Um, I would love to fly. I mean, I really loved Asia, so I'd love to go back there at some point. So maybe the next one would be like a cafe redemption. Um, nice. I'm thinking that, uh, cause I still have sweets. a lot of American miles. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, Singapore sweets, the new Singapore. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, of course. They're insane. Yeah. So that'd be so cool to, to fly, but I think they're only flying the, on like the Singapore to city yeah. route. It's yeah. like going to be very limited. And I was, I wrote an article on the points guy. No, about, I, I read it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how to book it. And they're like, all there's way, no, way there's no saver. Yeah, yeah. There's not even saver. And I think even the regular redemption, I don't even think is possible. I think it's a wait list. It is. Yeah. So like it's almost, yeah, it's going to be impossible. That being said there, so they have three tiers. The one that you can book is actually not that unreasonable. Again, yeah. like it probably for like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. would it make sense to do it? Not, but like, it's, it's not it's, unreasonable for how much it would be in cash. Exactly. Like $7,000 or something round trip, I think from Singapore to Sydney. That's it. it maybe it's even more than that. Maybe yeah. eight or nine. It was, I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, might be like the nicest it, first class product it, in the sky. It might, it really might be. Uh, but, but for, for me, the, this, if you're going to go Singapore suites, yeah. you have to do it with a partner. I totally agree. Yeah. You gotta me, get the, you gotta get the double bit. For me, I'm gonna like, that's what I'm saving up my points for is to do something like, you know, when me and my girlfriend take a big trip, I want to do something like a Singapore suites yeah. or the new Qatar Q suites where you can kind of, you know, have your own little mini suite together. Um, and redemptions on, on those are, I mean, there's not that much availability, but the value is really good, right? For, through Qatar. Yeah. Yeah. For saver there. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a great value. I think it's the same rate, like they charge the same amount of miles as uh, Royal Jordanian. So you can get to Qatar for 70000 in business. Nice. Yeah, um, which is good because they have a great product. Too. Yeah, and how often are they are they flying the new product from JFK to Doha? I don't know if they're – if because it's, it's on the A350, the Q-Suites, and I don't yeah. know if that's on – that route. I don't think it, I don't think it is. I, I actually flew the A350 back from Doha to New York, but oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if they had installed those, the Q suites on it yet. Okay. Cause they, they were the first to receive the A350. So they yeah. had their old business class product on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we'll plan a trip to where we can go on one of those nice, you know, products and, or like the new Emirates first class suites. Yeah. You excited about those? Friggin' insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, although uh, I've been saving up my Alaska miles, um, so I might have to use them. How have you been getting Alaska? I've actually been flying Alaska a lot, back and forth from the East Coast. Virgin, actually, which is about to be part of Alaska. It is part of Alaska, but... And and you've been crediting the Virgin flights to Alaska? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Um, because you actually, it's one of the last programs where you actually get miles for the amount of miles you flew in economy. Yeah. As crazy as that is. So for, for Transcon, that makes yeah. to make a difference. And yeah. they've their prices are basically the same as all like the other big legacy carriers. They yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. And now with base economy, like United and American, 
I, you know, I don't want to have to pay for a check bag or, yeah. you know, choose my seat and all that bullshit. So it's kind of a protest to <laughs> flying them so much because they don't do basic economy. Uh, but yeah, I've been getting a lot of miles through flying them, but also I signed up for the Bank of America Alaska business card, which had 30,000 point sign up bonus. Yeah. They also give you the companion fare on that, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Mine just ran out. I never, I've never flown Alaska, but I, I've, I've gotten the business card twice mm-hmm. and the personal card once. Yeah. So I, I have a one way Emirates in my back Ooh, pocket. Nice. But, uh, or maybe no, did it go up? Is it, is it, it's, it, they raise the rates. But it's still maybe one fifty in business or round first. trip. I don't know. It's not round trip. I think it's I think it's like one hundred ten for one way. Okay, for or something. But I have I have I have like a little under a hundred k Alaska miles now. Nice. So we'll see when we'll see when I use them. But yeah, yeah. those are definitely very valuable. Um, I've got to sign up for the the personal one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they they've never gone above thirty thousand. Like they always just yeah. do thirty thousand. 1k minimum spend yeah bank of america man like I, I i don't know how much how much you can say as a as a tpg journalist but fuck bank of america like dealing with them both like the recon the bill mm. pay the online they're just like the absolute worst like the products are not good like they need to they need to step up their game yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know what they're doing i mean they must be making enough to where they're okay with like their sign up bonuses still attract enough people but the more i see the credit card space evolve like it's really been every bank has been like upping their game, right? So after the Chase Sapphire Reserve came out, everybody was like, "Oh my god, like what the fuck!" Like so many people signed up for this, yeah. mainly because the 100k signup bonus, and it got so much media and attention because yeah. of that. And then after that, you saw um, the City Prestige go up to seventy five thousand, uh-huh. which I got as well. Still yeah. working on that minimum spend, okay. seventy five hundred dollars, <laughs> kind of a pain. Are um, you, uh, how, how are you, how are you doing that? Um, oh, how am I meeting the send? Yeah. Just through going out to dinner with people and having oh, a demo me. Okay. I've done a little bit of, of manufactured spend. Cool. But, uh. Like what, what, what type? Just. The post office route. Post office route? Yeah, but that's been. That's much hassle in the city. No, it's actually super easy. Really? But they actually just shut it down. Yeah, no, yeah, that was yeah. like a week ago. Yeah, but. so that, that. Kind of I try to do it once in New York. Again, you you live there, so yeah. it's like you, you know you know the. I did it a couple times. It's, I mean, there was a place right by our office. You just go in, you buy a yeah. money order, or you buy the gift cards um, at a CVS, which is right by the post office. And you had no problems with the CVS because nope. there's a there's like a manufacturer that spend like meetup group in New York that I went yeah. to once, and they said it's like most of the CVSs don't work. So I think you kind of got a little lucky. Maybe I got lucky because I was reading that. Too. I did that. In, so when I went to school, I was in, in at Oberlin. Yeah. Uh, so the, the CVS was like a 12 minute walk from mm-hmm. the post office and the post office was like a few minutes away from the conservatory, which yeah. is where I spent most of my time. So I, it would just be like a great practice break. <laughs> I'd just move a thousand bucks. I'd, yeah. I'd go to CVS because you could, the limit was like two cards per day. Yeah. I'd walk CVS, buy my cards, go to the post office, move a grand. I did that like once I started doing this, I'd say at least like three times a week. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. That's like, you know, if I get four or six cards, I'm not spending That's, Yeah. naturally yeah. more than like... <laughs> one to 1.5 on a credit card every yeah, month you know? for sure i'm not living in new york city so <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> I, when i when i when i was when i was interning at the point yeah. sky i definitely did up my spending a lot but yeah yeah um yeah so unfortunately they, they shut that down but it was quite easy in new york cool i got lucky maybe so you yeah. never had a problem with cvs yeah. or, or the post office yeah yeah so yeah i think bank of america is definitely eyeing you know the credit card space and and seeing that Companies like Chase with the Sapphire Reserve, you know, 100,000 point sign up bonus, like they're seeing that 
and saying, hey, we need to up our game. Um, you know, City Prestige had the 75,000 point sign-up bonus. Um, Amex has been doing like a lot of targeted 100,000 point sign-ups. Um, they upped it to 60 as just the general offer. For, for the, the Platinum, which isn't the best, but it's better than it has been. I guess yeah. You know, there was like forty for a lot of last forty year. for a while. Yeah, I can't believe. I guess you know. I mean, the motivations like it's it's just different. Like most people that apply for the platinum, yeah, make a lot more money and spend a lot more money than I do, and it's more about the prestige of the platinum and yes. less of like knowing that forty thousand is shit. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they they just want to have a cool metal card in their wallet. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Bank of America will up their game. They already have been with that new premium rewards card. Um, yeah, I mean, again, if if you have. What's the number you need in their bank account to make it worth it? Uh, really, you'd want to have $100,000 yeah. in an investment account or checking or savings account. Yeah, so if you already have that or like – well, I guess if you have enough that you could easily move that, it's probably not worth it for you to care about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but if you already have that or like it wouldn't be that hard to, to make that happen, Yeah. it could be very lucrative if you own a business to have that card. One of the best just cash get, back cards. Yeah, regularly get. 3% on just like everything. I think you can get – yeah, well, if you have the hundred thousand, it's two point six two five percent on every purchase, and then three and a half percent on travel and dining. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but I think I think we'll see some more stuff from Bank of America, um, and maybe you know the Alaska card as they complete the merger with Virgin America, we'll see a, a bigger sign up bonus. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know they're gonna really I think try and start competing more so with the big guys. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are your kind of like your realistic hopes and dreams for like the way kind of the credit card industry and miles and points will, will shift moving forward? I want to be cynical a lot of the time because I feel like the more this happens or the more it goes on, it seems like the banks are cracking down on about how many cards you can get. So I think it, it's going to be harder for churners going forward, but on the positive side, I can see more big sign-up bonuses, as I was saying, with the Sapphire Reserve, the City Prestige, more kind of like, you know, big bucks that you can land that might be worth it. Maybe you can't get three or four cars at once, but you can get one card that was the equivalent to what so, two cards So, like, for the average, like, so most of the clients that I work with at Easy Point, like, they, they're not going to get four to six cards a quarter. They're not sure. obsessed the way we are. They're, you know, maybe like one or two cards a quarter is comfortable. So for those type of people, this is actually great for them. It probably is. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to worry about yet getting as many. They can just wait for the next big one to come along, which yeah. it will, mm -hmm. um, and just focus on those ones. Yeah. I also, what I, what I think the bank should be doing is because a lot of these premium cards are, are targeting like a, a, you know, a higher portion of the market in terms of like spenders, like the minimum spend should really be higher. Yeah. Like, and, and you see Amex doing that more now where it's like, they'll do these really big offers for the Amex business platinum that are targeted yeah. like hundred K, hundred fifty K you have to spend like 25, 50 K. Yeah. And for me, it's like, okay, that's too big of a headache to deal with. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if I, if I, if I were to just get that card, yeah. that would be fine in a quarter, yeah. but too big of a headache for everything. I also, you know, whatever, I'm not going to get that anytime yeah. soon. I'm also not going to get the targeted <laughs> offer. Uh, but for a lot of people that, you know, that they're targeting that run businesses, like, they're going to hit that they're in a month. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I think what the bank should do if they really want to like, you know, I don't know about crack down on churners, but just like incentivize the customers they want is to give these bigger sign up bonuses, but just increase these minimum spends. So the, yeah. you know, barriers to entry for like a casual churner are, are greater. People that know how to manufacture and spend and, you know, are doing reselling or whatever, they'll always be able to kind of game the system just because like 
they don't want to stop you from doing all this buying. Yes. You know? They're still making money off yeah, the, uh, ex- exactly. the, uh, the transaction fees. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. I mean, you saw that with the City Prestige. And from, from what I know about it, you know, the reason why they raised the minimum spend to $7,500 in three months was they wanted to attract customers who could actually do that and who were willing to stick around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we maybe we'll see that more higher sign up bonuses, but with a higher sign up uh, minimum spend. So maybe maybe it's something where it's like it's good. It's good for like kind of the casual churner. Yeah. It's not good for the medium churner. Yeah. But then it's also good for kind of the, the, hardcore. the serious hardcore person. I think yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> way to put it. I, I can see it definitely going that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, Brendan. Thank you so much for your time, and thanks for coming on the Easy Point podcast. Of course, thanks, Zach. Today's show was made possible by Easy Point new service that helps both small businesses and consumers formulate a personalized miles and points strategy. Check out easypoint.me to learn all about what we do.